Hello and welcome to Diane Lake's podcast, Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. Our show teaches you how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that will make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purpose to manifest in the earth. Welcome to the second Friday morning session of the Prophetic Impact Tour, which was held April 26th through 29th, 2023 in Missoula, Montana. In this episode, you'll hear from Vance Russell. Vance is the Western Region Director for Christian International Ministries. The session topic, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Let's get started. Well, I want to talk a little bit tonight about the fire of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I know that uh, we don't have a large group here today, but I don't want that to be uh, to hamper you. I want you to understand that when we minister, we're not just ministering to you, we're ministering to the city, to the state, and to the country. So what we're, what we're putting in motion, or what we will be putting in motion, is vitally important for the days to come. And one thing that I know about the Lord is that um, He's a, a God of systems. Uh, he's organized. And... Um, he begins to put things in motion and then he adds things to what's been put in motion until he implements the fullness of what he wants to put in place. Does that make sense? Yes. So he's a God of system. Or systems. Right? So I was thinking about the fire of the Holy Spirit and the Lord told me, He said, I want you to give them a little testimony about how the fire changed your life. And I said, okay, I can do that. So let me begin in 19, when was it, baby? 80, 89, 88, 89. I, I, we were at a Italian restaurant. I bit down on some hard bread and one of my tooth, my uh, tooth collapsed. So I went to the dentist and uh, he fixed it and he noticed that I had a bump on my gum. And he said, I want to take a biopsy of that. And I said, okay. So he took it and then he called me back in. He said, Mr. Russell, he said, you have cancer. And he said, the type of cancer that you have it's very, very aggressive, and you have six weeks to live. And I said, okay. So I went home, and I told my wife, I said, baby, I've got cancer, and I have six weeks to live. And can you imagine the shock? And I, I, I enjoyed life. I had a business that was very successful, and all of a sudden, brakes are put on. And so we went through a series of tests, full body scans, bones, spleen, liver, kidney, everything. And uh, they said it's isolated in your jaw area. We want to take that out. And I said, okay. Went to the hospital. And this is about three months after they told me I had six weeks to live. And they said that when they did the surgery, that more than likely it would go to my brain and you know, be deceased. And I said, well, I have a different theory about that. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and, and do the surgery. So it was a five-hour surgery. They literally detached my jaw, laid it on my chest, and did all kinds of things to my jaw. Took out five teeth, and right now from here to here I have bone the thickness of a dime. So I have to kind of be careful. But anyway, uh, and I'm trying to condense this because I have time limitations. But 
I was in the hospital for about 10 days trying to recover, trying to get uh, an idea of what happened. And they took that section and sent it to the Mayo Clinic and came back and said, I certainly did have osteogenic sarcoma. And they wanted to do another MRI, which I don't know if you've ever had an MRI, but I'm a big man and I was in a little tube and I was there for an hour and 45 minutes. So that was about as much fun as get your head knocked off. So the second time I went, I told the technician, I said, well, I'm going to give you a cassette and I want you to play this cassette while I'm in this tube. And it was a Christian uh, group that was actually Hosanna Integrity a long time ago. And so he played it and I got out of the tube and he said, well, there's, we got a problem. And I said, okay, well, I've seen many problems. What's your problem? What's the problem? He said, well, you got through the thing, okay, no problem. I said, well, that's good. He said, but the issue is, you're not going to get the cassette back. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I said, well, so I donated the, the cassette. But I can't tell you what I experienced in that too. The presence of the Lord was so palpable, painful, incredible. So about six weeks later, the doctor calls me and says, I, I want you to come in. So we came in and we sat in his office for about an hour. Didn't show up. And I looked at and I said, well, baby, this might not be so good. She said, well, let's just believe. And so about that time, the door opens and the doctor comes in with a big smile on his face. And he said, Mr. Russell, he said, we have looked all over your body for this cancer. But we can't find it. He said, it's gone. We don't know where it went, but it's gone. He said, enjoy your life. And I said, God healed me. So he called me two weeks later and he said, can we do a chemotherapy? And I said, no. I said, no, we're not going to do that. And that's for Evelyn. Is that right, Evelyn, in the back? Is that your name? Evelyn? Yeah. That's specifically for you. But I want to tell you that during that whole process, I took the Bible. I put it on the floor. I know this is going to sound disrespectful. I stood on the Bible. And I began to prophesy. I didn't understand what prophecy was at the moment or at that time. But I began to prophesy that I would live and not die. And the Lord told me one day, he said, do you need that? I said, yes, sir. But see, there were things that were put in motion Prior to all that, I remember one night in an all-night prayer meeting, I was face down on the floor weeping, prevailing at 3 o'clock in the morning. And my statement to the Lord was, I want to know you. I don't want to know you through another man's revelation. I want to know you. And that began the ball rolling. Yes. So through that process, Debbie and I have gone through many things. 2014, I had a major heart attack, and the doctor said it was the widow maker. I go back every year to my cardiologist. The last report that I had about two months ago was that your heart is in perfect condition. Those things don't just happen. There, there are processes that have to be put in motion and warfare. I have to tell you, warfare is the key that got me and my wife through the hard issues. Not to even mention the fact that we lost our son that was 38 years old in 2014. One of the most devastating times of our lives. But do you know what happened? That happened on the Sunday the next Sunday, we were in the pulpit preaching the gospel. Why? Because we love the Lord more than we love anything. Amen. 
He's the key about everything. And when he tells you to do something, you've got to obey. Amen? So let's get started with this ministry. I hope you've been encouraged so far. But the fire of God has been part of my life since 1989, 1990. There's been such a pressure, a present, a precious moment that me and Father have had all of these many years. Let me tell you, it's only the beginning going to see many, many more years of intimate relationship with Daddy. So I want to talk a little bit today about fire. Fire occurs either as a purifying agent or as a consuming fire agent. Throw precious metal over fire and the impurities will come forth. Place wood in strong fire and it'll be consumed. Fire is a very unusual substance. The fire of the Holy Spirit is a very interesting study. We see the Holy Spirit in the pillar of fire that led Israel through the desert. It was probably the fire of the Holy Spirit that Moses encountered at the burning bush when he said, what is this that's not burning, that's not being consumed? I believe it was the Holy Spirit. I believe it was the fire of the Holy I don't have any way. There's nothing that I can substantiate to tell you proof. But all I'm saying is that I speculate that that is precisely what it was, the fire of the Holy Spirit. It was more than likely that the fire of the Holy Spirit came out from the presence of the Lord that consumed the offering, the burnt offering in Leviticus 9.24. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit was present during creation. He made a mess, turned a mess into a magnificent thing. Just go out and look at the mountains of Montana. Amen. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. God created that. It was the same fire that destroyed Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, for uh, offering foreign fire to the altar of God. So the Holy Spirit fire can help and it can consume. We have to be cognizant of that. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, though Scripture doesn't specifically mention this, I want to speculate again that I believe it was the fire of the Holy Spirit that took the lives of Ananias and Sapphira from lying to the Holy Spirit. We don't understand the power and the glory of God that's represented in the glorious presence of the Holy Spirit. We've not been taught enough about the Holy Spirit. He's here right now. And He's touching lives. The Holy Spirit is an all-consuming fire and it is also a refining fire. The all-consuming fire is that of judgment, whereas the refining fire is a purifying and sanctifying agent. You hear that? So the Holy Spirit can come to us as a consuming fire. He can, if He wants to, consume us. That can come in various ways. I would prefer that He refine us. Refine me, Daddy. Refine me. Purify my heart. Cause me to be a man after your own heart, God. Let me be a modern day David. Speak those things to daddy. Matthew 7, 7 through 9 says that if you do these things, he will respond. It is with the refining fire that the Holy Spirit is at work in us to create a life that's fashioned after our Lord Jesus Christ. 
John the Baptist prepared the way for the Lord. But it was Jesus who would bring his followers into vital contact with the Holy Spirit and then implant a new spiritual force in us that would transform us. You know, some people say, well, Apostle Vance, I think you're a revivalist. I don't know what I am. All I know is this. I have a message on the inside of my heart that is burning like fire in my bones. And I have to speak these things to the body of Christ. They have to hear it because it is life changing. It is a transformative moment that if you will allow the Holy Spirit to awaken you on the inside, everything changes. Everything awakens on the inside of us. I cannot imagine living without the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit goes along with the baptism of fire. You know, they're just, they're just two sides of the same coin. Meaning that as we receive the Holy Spirit, we are purified as well as indwelt. Fire, therefore, stands for purification. It stands for purification, and as such, the fire of the Holy Spirit convicts and cleanses us from sinful activity when I'm not Pastor Robert please don't hear this <laughs> when was the last time you heard a message about the convicting power of the Holy Spirit it's been a while that has to change you can take your hands off <laughs> Therefore, fire therefore stands for purification. And as such, the fire of the Holy Spirit convicts and cleanses us from sinful activity. It's true that we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Everybody say amen to that. However, the Holy Spirit is very much involved in the saving process of Christ in our lives. Let me tell you, He is the one that transforms us. It's the ongoing progressive work of the Holy Spirit in which we are renewed into Christ-likeness. You're going to hear me talk about that a lot. If I were here a lot, you would hear me speak that many times. I'm of the opinion that character is a big issue in the body of Christ. I'm a believer that character is something that pastors need to invite into their own hearts and lives. And that they need to walk in power and glory and authority and purity. Hallelujah. At the same time, the fire of the Spirit enables us to die to sin and to live to righteousness. The Lord does a restorative work to make His people holy, like He's holy. And that mean you're spooky spiritual. Walk around acting like you're more righteous than everybody else. The best thing that we can do is to stay humble, right? Stay humble. I have people all the time come to me in the past and say, why don't you promote yourself? I said, why? Why should we promote ourselves? It just leads to more fleshly things. I said, I'd much rather have God promote me. And let me tell you what we've learned is that God is the promoter of those when we are in proper alignment with Him. When we are properly aligned with Father, He will promote us every time. Hallelujah. So the Bible describes our Heavenly Father in Exodus 24-17 in the New International Version as follows. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire. And it goes on to say on top of the mountain. A consuming fire. 
When we think about the word glory or the glory of God, let me help you. It means the abiding, manifested presence of God. How many want the abiding manifestation of the presence of God? Yes. We want that. And the key word here is abiding. It means he's not going to leave. It's like the Lord said, when I show up, I show up with fire. I show up with enthusiasm, zeal, and with power. Look, the key here is religious spirits make us think that we can interact with God through another person's anointing. I asked the Lord one day, I said, God, give me the definition of a religious spirit. He said, it's real simple. You ready? I said, yes. He said, being religious means that you try to achieve spiritual assignments through natural means. Get that in your spirit. Don't try to put things in motion from a spiritual perspective, from a natural identity. Don't do it. You might find out what it meant to Nadab and Abihu. Amen? Please see that when we walk with Jesus, and He is the God that has fiery eyes and whose feet are like bronze. We found that in the book of Revelation. But He's the one that we worship. We worship your church. We love your church. Be part of your church. We love your pastor. But do not, I repeat, do not pedestalize him or her. Put Jesus on the altar of your heart. Amen. He burns up apathy in our hearts. And he burns up lukewarmness. You know, Bishop talked about that last night. You know what I've learned about Bishop after knowing him for over 30 years? It's not the big things that he says. It's those little nuggets. Oh boy, do I listen to those little nuggets. When he dropped that bomb about lukewarmness last night, you, you better look up. You better look out. Because he's saying something very, very specific. You think, well, he just sounds like an Okie from Oklahoma. Oh, no. No, no, you better listen. It's time to listen. The prophet Zechariah affirms how God burns things up in Zechariah 2.5. And the NIV declares, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it. Around what? Around you. Say, he is a wall. A a fire. fire Around me. Hallelujah. And he declares that I'll be the glory within. Say that. God is the glory within me. Amen. We see that the Lord points to the fact That his glory is the shield and fortification around us. Amen. Do you believe that? If he's a fortification around us, then nothing can get in. The Lord wants to make sure that we're vessels who walk in alignment with him. I have a whole message on that alignment issue. And let me tell you something, it's not a small issue. It's a big deal. How do we get into perfect alignment with God? Stay humble. Walk behind the breaker. Let him open the way because Jesus Christ is our breaker. He is the breaker anointing and he will break open the way for you. And one thing I've learned, I'm an intercessor. I don't believe you can be an apostle and prophet without prayer. Did you just hear what I said? You better be praying. And one thing I've learned about intercession is that when you're going through thresholds, going to new levels, you better watch out what's on the other side of the threshold. Uh Normally, there's a python on the other side. 
and that Python's purpose is to strangle life out of you. But if you line up behind the breaker, when he goes through the threshold, he destroys everything on the other side that would want to attack. And then you follow him right on through unscathed. Hello. Do you hear me? Hallelujah. So the fire of the Holy Spirit will burn away the indifference. Do you believe that? And, oh boy, the big SC word, self-centeredness that's present in our lives. We May we always remember we serve a Lord who seeks, listen, to devour us. Lord, he wants to burn us up. I was praying one day about that, and I said, Lord, fire scares me. He said, well, I understand. And he said, if you have the natural fire that's before you, it will hurt you. But he said, the spiritual fire, listen, son, run to it. Don't run away from it. Run to it. I've ran to the fire of the Holy Ghost. And I will never run away from it. Tammy, Tammy, what is your husband's name? Doug. Doug, how are you today, buddy? I'm wonderful. I know you are. Bless your little pee-picking heart. You know, Tammy was telling me about an issue that you had suffered 11 years ago. And it was pretty devastating when it died. Yes. You died. Yes. And there was brain damage. Yes. Do you believe God is the creator of all things? Absolutely. Do you believe He created your brain? Yes. Everybody reach your hands to your mind. It's going to be a miracle right now. Our hearts with the power 
and prestige of the Lord. And no one, not kings, not presidents, or anything else, will ever take that away from you and I. Period. The Lord has put his seal on us, and he gave us the Holy Spirit as its guarantee. My Lord, listen, you all. Hear me. Something's happened to you and I. Yes, we were filled with the Holy Spirit. But oh my God, do you know what happened at the infilling of that Holy Spirit? Creative act was put in motion. I've said this many times, and I, I hope you understand where I'm coming from. That there was much, much more accomplished at the moment that we gave our hearts to the Lord. You know, we frivolously kind of write that off. But let me tell you, there was something so dynamic that happened. Jesus became part of us. Do you have Jesus in your heart? Raise your hand you have Jesus in your heart. Then you got all the power and majesty and glory. You've got him in your heart. You've got Exusian and Dynamo and Kratos Discus, energy of power. Ask the Lord one day. I said, Lord, how in the world did Betty and I do the things that we do? How, when we're faced with difficult situations, we just look at it and laugh, move on, yeah. keep plowing, keep your head down, keep going, don't stop. He said, Because I'm giving you my power. In the rite of confirmation, which acknowledges the presence of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life, the Lord, listen, has imprinted us with his thumbprint to remind us that we're his children and that we have the seal of the Holy Spirit upon us. You don't think Satan knows that? You've got an imprint on your forehead and the enemy knows it, he sees it, and he's going to do everything he can to stop your forward progression. I admonish you today, laugh at it, keep moving. Don't stop. Don't stop. Well, I don't feel like praying. That means you need to pray. Well, I don't feel like going to church. That means get up, get dressed, go to church. You do the opposite of what your flesh is telling you to do. Hallelujah. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is as invisible as our breath, but as certain as our five senses. So pay attention. Never, ever forget who you are in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, you were, you were created in the very image of the Lord lives in each of us. You have authority over illnesses. That's right. You have authority over Satan himself. Yes. Yes. Let me tell you, I was laying in my bed going through the situation that I have with my cancer. And I know that Satan was probably in Argentina somewhere, but there was certainly a principality that was looking at me. He said, I'm here today to take you. Yeah. And I couldn't speak. My vocal cords just shut down. And all of a sudden, an angel walked into my bedroom. You know what he said? This is not your fight. This is mine. Amen. Woo! And all of a sudden, there was warfare in the beginning of the Right. We don't know. How God loves us. We, we don't get it. After surgery, I was in recovery and had a vision. I was in a solid white room. I'll never forget this. It's indelibly etched in me. I was in a solid white room, white ceiling, white walls, white floor. 
I'm standing in the middle of this room and a demonic spirit is on one side and about a 15 foot angel is on the other. It's a big sword, you know, in a scalpel. The demonic spirit is speaking in tongues at me. The angel of the Lord is just looking at me. He's got, he's got armor that's in him. It's not on him. It's in him. You understand what I'm saying? And the next scene, I'm looking at these two, and they're facing off with each other. And I can still hear the angel unsheathing that sword. And he points that sword straight up in the air. He looks at that evil and he says, cancer is canceled over this man's life and over his heritage. And he cut that thing in hand. It was after that that the doctor said, you're healed. Now, let me say this to you. If you're battling battling cancer, it's a spirit. It's not a disease. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is like wind, which is in one place He readies a sail, and on the other He bends the trees. Wind knows no boundary. The wildest of all things, wind travels to every corner of the earth and amplifies itself. It sometimes smells like honeysuckle. Have you ever smelled honeysuckle? It smells so good. Or curry. Or smoke. Or how about the fragrance of the ocean? It feels like a kiss, a breath, a bird. But boy, how do you can steam with fury? You can whisper can whistle. It can roar. It can bend, break, and guess what? Wind can also inflate. If you feel deflated, Holy Spirit can inflate. Amen. Beautiful. It can never be stopped or contained. Its effect is observed for all time's sake. To chase the wind is folly, they say. To try and tame it is the very definition of futility. The wind blows wherever it pleases, Jesus said. You hear its sound, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. We live in a time where the Holy Spirit is steady as a breeze and as strong as a hurricane. That's the Holy Spirit. You know that? Yeah. It can blow to so... Have you ever... I'll never forget, I was on a hunting trip. I was in Colorado. We were in the Aspens. I decided to just lay back and enjoy the sound of the wind rustling through the leaves of the great Aspen trees. Yeah. I'll never forget that. It reminds me of the Holy Spirit. He's so gentle. And he brings that breeze and that cool breeze just covered me that day. But let me tell you something. He can also blow like a hurricane. He's the Holy Spirit. We need to pay attention. The Holy Spirit protected Israel like an eagle and like a hen brooded over his chicks. Hide me in the shadow of your wings, King David wrote, because you are my health. I've seen in the shadow of your wings. The Holy Spirit is as common as a high-flying eagle. So pay attention, James. Listen. The Holy Spirit is like a wound from which the living is born again. And there are so many new things to see, so many gifts to give and receive, 
so many miracles to confound the mind and bring amazement to the heart. If only we would pay attention to the Holy Spirit. If only we would let the Spirit of God surprise us and allow us to catch our breath in the midst of His presence. I've been in situations with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit to where He was so strong, tangible, that I had to ask Him for mercy. I had to say, God, show mercy. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Mercy, God. Oh, Father, the Holy Spirit is here. Pastor Robert, you asked for the cloud. It's here. I see the cloud. Hallelujah. It's here. Yes. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. It's so precious. The Holy Spirit is our creator. Even as he hovered over the mess of the earth, out of it he created this such beauty. When, when Al and Diane were taking us around and showing us this beautiful state, don't get familiar with it. It's God's hand. It's His creative hand that has filled this whole area with His glory. Hallelujah. And then here He comes with the conception of our heart and Savior. The Holy Spirit did that. Holy Spirit implanted that conception into me. What power the Holy Spirit is creative. Truly, the Holy Spirit is the great creator. We don't see it like that anymore. No one's taught us. No one's uh, helped us to see the glory, yes. the power, yes. the majesty of the Holy Spirit. Yes. We need to pay attention. We need to pay attention. I'm coming to my first of ten closes, so hang in there with me, okay? I, I mean, the Holy Spirit is so strong here today. Are you feeling it? Oh, it's so precious. Lord, I love you so much. Today I want to challenge us all to go before the Lord and say, we're coming before you today so we can have the answer that we need to be inundated by your fire. Now, we need to get ready for this impartation. Because when it comes, it's going to change everything in your life. Your whole life is going to change. Well, I'm 73 years old. Are you saying that my life's going to change? You better believe it. There are, there are no age limits in the power in the house of God. You can use a 100-year-old. You can use a 120-year-old just like you use a 20-year-old. Sometimes he can even use the wisdom of the elderly to do something magnificent. Do not be limited by your man. I know I have some limitations, but let me tell you something. They're not stopping me. I'm going on. I'm fighting on. I have fire in my bones. So, I want you to ask the Lord to fire up your hearts so that you'll, you'll pray fire in your prayers. I want you to ask the Lord to 
Fire up your heart so that you'll pursue him more. If you ever get to a place in your walk with the Lord where you say, well, I'm fine, you're in trouble. You're never fine. There should always be within your heart a pursuit for a greater relationship with the Lord. Always. Never stop. Keep going. Keep fighting. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. Keep plowing. Don't stop. Ever. Don't stop. Hallelujah. There is no retirement in God. Thank you, Lord. We serve a God who is not intimidated by this world. He's not intimidated by the challenges that we face. He's not intimidated by the brokenness of our society. What the Lord is looking for are men and women who will focus on Him. Will you be those people? Will you focus on Him? Now, I'm not talking about being self-righteous. I'm not talking about being spooky spiritual and walking around with this hierarchical idea that you're over everybody. No. I'm talking about humility. I'm talking about being men and women that love people, that serve people, that help people. You want to know how you're going to get through the issues that you have going on in your life? Serve someone. I have people come into my church and they say, I want to be a prophet. I said, good. I want you to serve on the usher team. Well, Apostle Vance, that's belittling me. Right. That's exactly what I want to do is belittle you. I want to put you under the covering of the Lord. I want you to be humble. They're not with our church too much longer after that. Simple men and women willing to become baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit is what God's looking for. So we can turn this world upside down. The church is lazy right now. You know? It's going to sleep. I'm here to wake you up. I'm here to tell you that there's something going on bigger than you could possibly imagine. I'm telling you that there's a move of the Spirit that's about to happen that will eclipse anything you have ever seen or experienced. Anything that you could even dream of, God's getting ready to do it. And it's going to require you and I to step up to the plate. Hallelujah. I want you to know that I thank God for the boldness of Elijah. I know he ran from Jezebel. I know that he was fearful of the book. There's something about that man that I hold dear in my heart. He was bold. He was courageous. And let me tell you, he was confident. Know that our Heavenly Father is not afraid to empower you now with the fire of the Holy Spirit. And he's doing that so that we can create great exploits in the days to come. Well, Apostle Vance, I don't have that kind of demonstrable, demonstrable, demonstrative, thank you, baby, <laughs> attitude. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not, I don't jump around. I don't roll around. I don't, Cry and act like a crazy man. You will. When God shows up, you will. That day when Elijah called down fire, the Lord heard him, responded, and fell, fell, fire fell. The water wood sacrifice was burned up. And the nation turned their hearts to the Lord that day. Lord, Bring the fire. Bring the fire. Burn it all up. Burn it all up. Burn up all the situations that were finished with. All of these silly policies that have been put in place by this present administration. Burn it all up. Bring forth your glory, God. One of the best ways to get wayward and unbelieving people to find their way to the cross is for you and I to become fire warriors. If you'll be set on fire, 
You won't care what people think about you. That's right. You'll just want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because that's the thing that set you free. How dare we go to sleep? How dare we sit in these stinking pews that they call them pews because they stink. It's when we, the children of the Lord, step out of our lukewarmness and say, baptize us with the fire of the Holy Spirit that something's going to happen beyond anything we can imagine. It's our choice, you know. That's when the Lord will cause fire to come down upon us. He will cause fire to come down. Just like Elijah said, send the fire. God sent the fire. When you say, send me the fire, he's going to send you the fire. When that happens, we must give ourselves over to prayer. We have to give ourselves over to worship, uh, Kingsley. We have to give ourselves over to evangelism. Don't you ever say evangelism's dead. Don't you ever let that come out of your mouth again. You are the evangelist. You have a message. Share it. You know what God did for you. Tell people about it. When we do that, we're going to be surprised at how many people will win to the Lord. Oh, I don't want a disciple. It just takes too much time. No, you'll do it when you get a glimpse of glory. Yeah. Hallelujah. You're going to be amazed at how our attitudes will change on the job. I'm closing here, Apostle Gail. I got 20 minutes. <laughs> we will be stunned by how the atmosphere shifts in our schools. Yeah. You know what our governor had the audacity to pass in Texas? Prayer back in the schools. You know what else he did? He said, I want the Ten Commandments in every classroom. Texas is the lead state in this union. We're going to see it pass. He also passed the law. Something about abortion. What was that, baby? He 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 uh, he literally passed a law saying that it was illegal in the state. Hallelujah. I love our government. He's an apostle. He's a Christian. He's a man after God's own heart. And we're going to see that happen, state after state. Get them to your Yes. We're going to be shocked how the spiritual temperature in our lives is going to begin to transform our, our homes. Husbands, if you have a wife that's not saved, and wives, if you have a husband that's not saved, that's not saved invite the fire of the Holy Spirit in your Watch what he does. He's created. He'll create something out of nothing. Or he'll create a mess and then create magnificence. That's our Holy Spirit. That's how he operates. Thank you for listening to Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our show. And also, please rate and review it on iTunes, because your positive review helps us reach more people with our message. And please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter there, and you can also donate, read our latest articles, and keep up to date with all of our social media sites there. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.